Hello and welcome to the Christian Nerd of Godcast. My name is Scott Higa. I am the Christian Nerd. And along with me, as always, for these fun-filled, whimsical rides of mixing streams and memes. I don't know. We don't mix memes. It is the Christian Nerd of God. Nerd of God, that's you. I don't know. I'm confused. It's been a long time since I met you. Should have left no beat to step two, step two, step two. Sorry. (laughs) It's Tony T. Apparently, I'm not necessary for this episode. Scott, just do your thing. (laughs) Just just run loose, man. Just just Uh, cut the chains. Pull back the curtain. We're recording a little bit earlier in in the morning when we're recording. So my brain is still catching up to my mouth. I'm East Coast. It's almost lunchtime. I know you're you're good to go. But my coffee's (laughs) kicking in. I actually got a pretty good amount of sleep last night because my son wasn't a demon last night. I'm feeling pretty you good. You seriously, you do have a cavalcade of beverages there. You are not exaggerating. No, I've got my <clears throat> Yoda mug with my coffee. I've got my Hydro Flask with my water. That's a Peter Quill sticker, if you couldn't tell. Where's my Carol sticker? There's Carol. Nice. My Christian Nerd sticker. I need to get another Nerd Godcast sticker to throw on here. It is. It'll go in the mail today, sir. <laughs> hey, Do you Tony, want the seventies seventy style or the eighties style? Ooh, eighties, always eighties. How are you, Tony? I, I am swell, Scott. I am. I am wonderful, and I'm glad to be back together with you, man. I feel like I, I listen to your show, and I, I'm just clamoring to have these conversations again because this really is one of the highlights of uh, of my week when we can get around to, to sitting down and talking for for an audience. We talk. Uh, almost every day. Yeah, we, we talk constantly, but it is very nice to have an audience and to, I guess, commiserate together in a public forum. <laughs> is, do you say commiserate in a uh, positive way or in sort of a downward spiraling sort of way? Because kind there's of, the co, which means yeah. together, but then there's the miser, which <laughs> I don't well, know. I, it just I, seems bad. I guess it's the, the co that allows the mi- that keeps the misery from, you know, dropping us into a bottomless pit of despair. They say misery loves company. And we love each other and our company. So, yeah, no, we, we should have been recording much more since it's quarantine and everybody seems to have all this free time on their hands. But unlike most people, Tony, <laughs> I mean, I'm grateful to I'm grateful still to still have my job. I'm grateful to be working. That said, I've, you heard, and I, I've heard a lot of this free I've time. Heard a lot people of this keep free talking time. about it. I but you and I have, have not had experienced much free time during this this quarantine life. No, this is probably my second day off during this the past six weeks. Yeah, it's been, and it's not over yet. So who knows? The the phone yeah. could ring at any moment. That's true. I I think it's not officially your position, but you do a lot of the same things that I do in terms of communication and technology and making sure that online services are up and running. And so when all those things are piled onto our plates on top of all the other things that we have to do in a normal week with our job. Uh, it's pretty crazy for about, I guess, six weeks now. That's true. And uh, one one thing I always tell people when they're looking at going into vocational ministry that they have to understand, you have to understand this when you're going to work for a church, for a pastor, for the people, is that whatever your job description is, whatever you think your title is, ultimately, it's that and everything else. Yeah. Like the, the, the bottom line is there is no bottom line on your job description. If you're in the church and you work there and your job is to work in media, you also have to represent the church in ministry. You also have to clean a toilet sometimes. I mean, there's just no limit to the things that, that must be done. And this has been a really great example of that and a humbling reminder that we're really all in this together and we're all in this together. 
I've never seen High School Musical, but I feel compelled to watch it. Since Don't. we are all in this together. Hey, I watched Descendants mm-hmm. one and two. It can't be worse than those, right? Yeah. Well, you have a daughter, so you get a you get a pass. I get a I get a pass. It is pretty embarrassing though, because literally, I think the only things I've watched on Disney Plus recently are Descendants one, Descendants two. So I need to fill that out with some Star Wars or something to make me feel better about myself. So how how's your how's your quarantine life, Tony? Been we 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 shared how much work we're doing, and again, we're grateful for the jobs that we have. We know a lot of yes. people out there listening, hours cut, no job. I know Jackie on your show had two jobs and now has zero jobs. So yeah. we're very grateful for the jobs that we have. We're great, very grateful for the people who continue to tithe and give gifts to the church. So we can very have important jobs. kids. So we're super. So don't don't hear us wrong. We're very grateful for the jobs that we have, but we're That's still going to complain and, and, a little and, bit about working sixty to seventy hours a week. <laughs> I'm very I'm very appreciative about the opportunity to be able to be. Uh, the church is not just for the services. The church is for serving people, and during these times, during these uncertain times, during, which every commercial it seems like it started out with. I saw a post yesterday. It was great. It was like commercials have gone from buy a Toyota to. During these uncertain times, buy a Toyota, and uh, th- but we we are actually there to kind of help people and encourage people. We have a food pantry at our church. We've been feeding record numbers of people. That's awesome. Uh, people have been giving. We're, we're able uh, to support missionaries. We've been uh, giving extra to our missionaries who are in the field, so they don't have to come back. They can continue to serve uninterrupted, and um, that's pretty awesome. When you realize you get to be a part of something like that, even kind of remotely. Uh, so people giving and people being faithful, it really does help. We've been able to to keep a lot of families uh, in a good place. And uh, when you look back at it, you say, you know, people's lives are better during these uncertain times because of what we do. That that does matter. That does mean something. I mean, 20 years ago, uh, how long have you been in, in ministry, Scott? Mm, 13 years. 12 years? 13, 13 years, years ago. I mean, maybe to some level, even 13 years ago, um, this would have been really hard to do. To, oh, yeah. If churches would have shut down, I mean, to, to live stream services, uh, the equipment, the technology, the infrastructure, it would have been really, really hard. So for us to be able to do this now, it, it is an honor to be a part of the church, uh, really the next phase of the evolution of the church. And like honestly. every church, like, I mean, we were set up to stream before I've talked about that, that we we streamed our services every weekend. So it wasn't that big of a deal for us to do. We already had all the infrastructure and equipment in place. But even for churches that don't, man, like we pivoted hard and... You know, we saw the creativity of the church. I mean, there are churches out there that they're recording everything on an iPhone and putting it together and uploading it to Vimeo. I mean, that's awesome. But they're doing it, man. I know, they're like doing it's great, it, which is cool. Yeah, it's and so I think cool. that on the back end of this, this really is a big step forward uh, for for the way ministry is done. And I'm for it, and I'm glad to be a part of it. Yeah. So that being the, said, let, let's look on the downside. What's been the, the what's been the toughest part? Let, let's get away from work because we could just talk about you and I can talk <laughs> about work for another two hours and nobody would care. We get it. You're pastors. I don't know so, if I ever actually answered your question about what the best thing about quarantine life. Well, was, we'll, but... we'll get we'll get to the best. So what, what's been the oh, worst okay. part? We'll start with the like, worst. Oh, start sep- with the worst. Yeah. Uh, detach That's yourself. That's a real Higa move. Detach yourself. It is. Detach <laughs> yourself from it's got like even to this day when I'm eating dinner, I eat the thing I want to eat less for least first so if it's vegetables that. i'll eat all the vegetables first so then i can just tear into my chicken steak burrito whatever it is 
I respect that. So like, like when I get a burger and fries at a restaurant, I will eat the fries first because I know that I can take the burger home, but those fries are useless. Exactly. That, that's especially true. I know you don't have In-N-Out out there, but In-N-Out French fries are, they're not that great to begin with. They're okay. But if they're cold, they're they are worthless. So you got to go with fries first. So what, what's been the worst thing apart from work? Not that work's the horrible thing about this. <laughs> no, no, no. Work, what's been the worst thing great. about quarantine life for you so far? Not being able to go to a restaurant and eat my fries first. <laughs> <laughs> No, you know, it's it's not been so bad. I'm learning how to enjoy being at home. Normally, that kind of stuff mm. just infuriates me. Like, I, if I'm if I'm stuck in the house, it drives me crazy. I got to mm. go out. I got to do something. So I'm learning. I'm learning how to deal with with that. But yeah, not not being able to see people. You know, yeah. not being able to to kind of be around people, invite people over. We love mm-hmm. having people in our home and yeah. having game nights and stuff like that. So doing that remotely. You know, there's a loneliness that goes along with it. You know, I'm pretty sure my wife is sick of looking at me. Eh, probably. <laughs> we are, uh, you know, just that just that kind of stuff is rough. My son uh, has been doing all of his, his school from home on the computer. Yeah. Uh, he really loves going to school. He loves the social interaction, loves that kind of stuff. So watching him miss out on all that, mm. uh, missing out on a, a basically a quarter of his school year yeah. um, is, is kind of tough. Yeah. So so that kind of sucks. What about you? Yeah, I think it's the same. I mean, just not getting to see my sister and her kids or Alicia's sisters and their kids. Yeah. You know, because we could, you know, we could do that's the hard part. Like we have a, you know, we have Clara, she just turned four this week. And so we could we could do like a drive by or a social distance, hang out in somebody's front yard while they sit on their porch, but Clara will just end up pissed because she yeah. wants to play. And so and you guys are a really tight family. I mean, you guys yeah. are always spending time together. Yeah, we're, we're, we're we always spend time together. My family always spend time together. Alicia's family. So, like, we even thought, like, well, for Clara's birthday, like, could we have people like over? Could we go to Jim and Laura's, my in-laws, and like hang out in their backyard because it's really big? And like, well, yeah, but then Clara will just be sad because she can't hang, like, she can't play with her cousins. So I think, yeah. you know, so all the <clears throat> all the social distance stuff that people are like, oh, well, we stand six feet apart on somebody's porch. That doesn't work for us because Clara. Not if you're just, four. Yeah, she just gets sad because she can't play with anybody. So, so yeah, I think that's that's the big part for us too. It's just the the social aspect of being socially distant, which yeah. you know it's a real thing. But it ha- you know, like this isn't a good thing, but it's it's attached to a bad thing. But you know, like last Sunday, I had a Zoom call with a bunch of my oldest friends from high school that you know mm-hmm. we grew up in youth group together, and we're all we're all lifelong friends. We all love each other, but we haven't gotten together talked for probably a year and a half and so i'm like hey let's do this and so there were eight of us just on zoom all hanging out on a sunday night cracking back on each other like we were 16 and it, and it was awesome <laughs> you know so there are things that come out like that which is like you know cracking back over 16 and then also talking about how you know two guys are expecting their you know their first kids and the others of us are talking about how we're handling distance learning and and all those things but so a little, a little uh, silver lining in that that cloud of not being able to spend time together. Yeah, and I, I do appreciate. Listen, there's some meetings that I I would have to go to, and man, I'd just be sitting there like, oh my goodness, this meeting is lasting forever. Doing those meetings on Zoom, it, it seems to have eliminated a lot of rabbit trails and a lot of just unnecessary conversations. So we're cranking out two hour meetings in 45 minutes, and I'm not nice. feeling bad about that at all. Yeah. Oh, Zoom. All right, what, I haven't what, worn I haven't worn pants for a staff meeting uh, in a month. Shoot, man, I'm wearing all the comfy shorts. I just keep buying comfy <laughs> shorts because they're they're all I want to wear in my life. What what's been a great thing about this quarantine life for you? Not church related. Uh, you know, the, the, a great thing has been, and it's probably the flip side of the the bad thing. 
is, uh, you know, my bank account tends to leak like a sieve when it comes to, hey, we're going to go out to eat and mm. we're spending a lot of money on food. We've been eating at home on this or at least creating new habits. My wife is a is a wonderful and, and talented and skilled person, but she is not a culinary genius. She's oh, no, that French awesome. toast she made looked delicious. Well, that's the thing. You see, bro, like she's like trying new things. She's cooking Ooh. stuff and like learning new things. I'm like, man, like she is different for the past however many years, 10 years. She's never really been active in the kitchen uh, outside of baking. She's a great baker, but she's been really applying herself to uh, making dinner happen. And by golly, it is like a blessing from the Lord. That's Gotta awesome. Be praised, yeah. Uh, but that's 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 been it. I mean, I've I've enjoyed our time together. I mean, I've enjoyed uh, Animal Crossing has been the best thing. Yeah, about. we're gonna we're gonna get there. I love I, I, that game. Could not have arrived at a better time for our collective society. Animal Crossing and uh, Tiger King just showed up at the exact <laughs> just showed up right, right, right when we needed them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that for us, it's just I think I don't know. Like, we got a Switch right as quarantine started, so that's been nice. I've actually been playing some video games, a lot of Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. And I want to talk to you about that. Okay, well, we'll, we'll we've got a, we got a game time segment coming up where we're going to ask each other some questions about the video games we've been playing. So that's been good, but I think just even, I mean, even just something this past week, I don't know if I talked about it, but on my Friday show, but we, we bought some of those kind of like back outdoor hanging kind of cool looking <clears throat> hipster lights and we strung them up along the wall in our backyard. And we have a very tiny backyard. It's basically a patio, but we've got like two little chairs out there and a table. And so we strung those lights out there and then Alicia and I just sat out there. We, we brought the home pod out there just to, li- to s- listen to some music. We just sat out there and talked and hung out. Uh, nice. And, you know, now <clears throat> we haven't talked about the weather yet, but. Summer hit really fast here in Southern California. It literally was raining all last week, and then this past week it got up to the 90s. It was just, oh, that happened very fast. Uh, so just sitting outside on a nice, warm spring night, it's been a lot of fun. So so is, is, is 90 a nice, warm spring night for you? 90 is what it's in. No, 90, that, like it's literally summer. Spring is usually in the 70s and 80s, but we. I was going to say, yeah, 90 out here is pretty oppressive. Yeah, no, we, we, we went from 65 and raining to literally, it was 97 degrees on Friday. It was that's just ridiculous. Hot. Yeah. So, but it'll still cool down a little bit nice. So, so that's been nice. And just, you know, I'd say more time with the family, but I probably have less time with the family just because of how much I'm working. And, and I saw Damn. somebody tweet that, that the problem with working at home isn't working too little, but it's actually working too much. And mm-hmm. I think that's definitely what I've been experiencing. So, but little, little respites of sitting outside with my wife and yeah, it's been, it's been, it hasn't been that bad. Yeah. We're doing a lot of video editing and stuff. Uh, my son has been doing the editing for our kids church. So there's a lot of times when I'll be sitting there on my MacBook and he's sitting there on his MacBook and there we're in the same room and we're working together, which is creating sort of a feeling of like, let's check each other's work. Let's look at each other. Let's mm. encourage each other. Uh, but then there's also times where we're just kind of sitting there in the same room, but we might as well not be because we're kind of yeah. in our own zones. So there is a togetherness, but then there is a separation in that same exact moment. So it's, this is a very strange time. Yeah. But I think the cool thing though, like the cool weird thing is that it's literally everybody around the world. Like you talk about missionaries, my cousin's a missionary in Thailand and you know, they're under, you know, stay at home, shelter in place. You know, like everybody's doing the same thing. So it's, it's really a weird, a weird season kind of, kind of cool. So yeah. So let us know either on our respective uh, tweets or social mediums, media, 
how your quarantine life is going. And, and if you're just sort of going through and it's all sort of clumped together, like I talked about on my show a week and a half ago, uh, try, try to find some time to think about the good things and the bad things because we do need some definition. And one of the, one of the things we've started doing with Clara at dinner time is we'll ask her what's a happy thing and what's a sad thing from her day. So it's just to That's cool. off, offer a little time to reflect. I mean, her answer is always the same, literally. What's a happy thing, Clara? When somebody played with me today. What's a sad thing? When somebody didn't play with me. I mean, it's just <laughs> every single time. So offer a little more uh, depth of thought to your answers than my my four-year-old daughter. Uh, but I think or that'll, don't. That'll, or don't, you know. I think that'll help you get through... Uh, this quarantine life a little bit and now let's have a little game time shall we play a game rise from your grave game time all right uh as mentioned before animal crossing new horizons came out what two weeks ago three weeks ago yeah, it was about, a, about a month ago. About a month ago. And yeah. I don't play Animal Crossing New Horizon. And I feel like I'm missing out on quite a bit because a lot of the people I really like in life are playing Animal Crossing New Horizon. Basically, there's an Animal Crossing segment every week on the Nerd of God cast where they talk about it. And Jackie talks about how she doesn't have it yet, but she's just playing Zelda and she's okay with that. And Lise, Lise Mati basically bought a Switch just so she could play it, right? She bought a Switch just so she could play it. She has no other games on her Switch. She's got Animal Crossing, and then she has a Yoshi demo. Did she get the light, or the? Did she was she able to find a full blown Switch? No, we got the, we we found her the light, and that was okay. She saved some money, and uh, you know, I would I would not I would have found the the, the extra money to get the full on, but uh, she just wanted. Even it. if she you had the extra money, you probably couldn't even found one like there. But that was the thing you can not find. Them. I know, like I was so happy I found one at a random Costco. So that that yeah. made my life. So I so I, I so I was talking to Tony. I was like, hey, let's do this show. I'm like, I've just got a lot of questions about Animal Crossing. Uh, yeah. and Tony says he has some questions for me about Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, which is a game that I'm playing. So let me ask you my Animal Crossing questions, Tony, and then you can ask me Marvel Ultimate Alliance questions. Just I've got questions and I need some sure. answers. Yeah, I've been playing Animal Crossing since 2002, since the first one came out for the Nintendo GameCube. I just was captivated by this game and how clever and innovative it was like nothing else I'd ever experienced before. So it just really it really caught my heart from the beginning. And I've, I think I've played every single iteration that they've come out with since day one. And uh, this one may be my favorite yet. All right. So do you feel compelled and therefore stressed out by trying to keep up with the Joneses. Like, do you see other people's islands and what they have in their houses? And do you think, man, I need to invest more time in this. So my house, my Island, my whatever can be as cool as somebody else's. You know, some, I don't play with anyone that is competitive about their animal crossing. I play with some amazingly talented animal crossing players, people that have uh, done a fantastic job at modifying, customizing, designing and, and fleshing out their islands. Uh, so, so don't get me wrong. There's, there's some talent out there. There's a lot of inspiration to be found, but uh, I'm not like some of the people that I've seen tweeting about it or, or posting pictures of it on the internet where they just get really possessive or jerky about oh, okay. it. But no, I, I love to be inspired. But what I found is the people that I play with are very generous. They like to share ideas. They like to share extra things that they have. Um, we had a, one of a, one of our listeners, Joshua Chalk, 
Um, who I, Josh, I think he, Canadian Josh. Canadian Josh, man. Uh, he awesome he guy. designed my Christian Nerd logo redesign. Did so he the, really? Yeah, the TCN with the pink and the black and the white. He designed that for me. Very catchy logo, Josh. Gold star. But he had a he had an invitation to come visit his island the other day. He posted it, I think, in the Octagon as well as on our Nerd of God squad. And uh, just a ton of people showed up uh, from the, the squad. A ton of people from, from Christian Nerd. Um, all on his island <laughs> to sell turnips, as it were. But he did a fantastic job uh, decorating and designing and terraforming his island. I mean, just really, really cool and well thought out. But it was neat. He had built a little junkyard into his island that had a whole bunch of tools and furniture and fabrics and things like that that he wasn't using, and he just kind of left them over there with a sign that said, free to take. And that's sort of the spirit of Animal Crossing. Like, if uh, hey, I need this. I don't have this. Let me give you this. Uh, people really want it's the to encourage Acts two of video games. <laughs> it's it not not as uh, yeah not as completely altruistic, uh, but there is a, a great sense of community and camaraderie on it, and it's it's designed to be that way. So, but there could be a darker side to it, right? Where it's yes. super competitive, and you're like, I'm gonna keep my eyelids open with two picks, so I can just do get as many bells as I can to keep up with everybody around me. Yeah, I'm pretty comfortable. I spend a lot of time playing the game. Not a ridiculous amount of time, not as much as some people, but I, I spend a good amount of time playing the game, so I feel pretty good about my island, but I, okay. I feel good about the amount of time I play. I don't ever feel compelled to just one more hour. I've just okay. got to make this. I've just got to do that, which that's just me, but um, uh, but the game's not really designed. It, it's it's very much a at-your-own-pace kind of game. Okay. Yeah. If, you, if you embrace it as such, it could be... Like, like one of the questions, so like, cause like, are there daily tasks that you have to, cause I remember like world of Warcraft players would always talk about, Oh, I got to get on and do my dailies. And it's like all the fun is removed from a video game that I have to log into and keep an appointment. So is there any sense yeah. of that in animal crossing? Yeah, there, there is. There's a couple things that you have to do. You want to check into your Nook machine to get a couple bonus miles every day. And there's different things in the store every day. So it's worth dropping in and checking. But you can you can kind of do your daily stuff in 10, 15 minutes okay. if that's all the time that you have to put in. And it's not a big deal. And if you miss it, there's really no penalty. There's okay. no punishment. Okay. It's not a huge setback. This is a very low-stress game. Okay. And uh, it, you, you got a mortgage, and you can take 10 years to pay back your mortgage. There's no penalty. It's just super low laid back. Now I've seen people, I saw a Twitter account that somebody had uh, accused someone else of stealing their Animal Crossing designs, just like completely ripping it off mm. and rebuilding it on their island, you know, exactly the same. And people attacked this person and basically drove them off of Twitter. Now that's ridiculous, but in my experience, I haven't really seen people that are like that. I've never seen Twitter get that ugly before. Just kidding. It's all the time. <laughs> so, so uh, have you paid off your house yet? Uh, yeah, so you pay off your houses in, in, in your, your house in phases. Uh, you, you start out with a tent, and then you get a house, and then you have to expand your house into a larger house. And then as you go from there, every time you pay it off, you get enough, another room added on, another room added on, an upstairs, a downstairs. So uh, there's there's a whole tier system by which you're paying it. I, I think I'm like on the third or fourth tier. So How many yeah. tiers are there? I, I, in this game, I don't know. In In previous games, I think... You'd have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven tiers. Oh, John! I was asking John Lee about this because he plays it too. So I asked him some questions, and what did he? I can't remember. Oh, <clears throat> he says it's approximately five point six million bells to pay off your house. 
Oh yeah, I don't know the total. I've never done that math before, but that, okay. that may be because yeah, you 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 build your house to a bigger house, and you get a, a an extra room on the top, bottom, or the top left yeah. and right, and then you get a downstairs and an upstairs. So, uh, the the tier that I'm on right now, it's about six hundred thousand bells to okay. upgrade that level, and it goes up from there. So and so when you pay something off, you get additions to your house, so that's the reason mm-hmm. to keep paying off. Okay, and yeah. you said so if you if you miss a payment, Tom Nook doesn't send someone to your island to break your knee. <laughs> right no. okay and he even says he's like take your time pay it back whenever cool. uh, it, it's it really no, there's no stress in this game okay can anyone live on your island can anyone else live on your island so if you have a switch um which i do but not if you have a switch and you purchase the game uh you can play uh, you set up your island you name your island you want to call it the christian nerdville whatever you want to call it that's your island um i can it's come my island. Your island it's your island. You're the Dr. Moreau of this whole Animal Crossed mess. Uh, I was actually if, making a Braveheart reference from the crazy Irish guy. Oh, Says it's okay. my island. Have you seen Braveheart? Uh, no. What is that? Braveheart. Mm-mm. Is that the cowboy show from the 80s? The uh, Space Cowboy? No, oh, that's... What was that one? Bravestar. No. That's what I was... Silverhawk. Yes, I've seen Braveheart. What, come know. on, man. I don't know. Maybe like it's rated when... R and I don't like Scottish people. <laughs> I love Scottish people. I love their brogue. They don't always I, have I to be number a one guy. Skirt that's a little too far for me. <laughs> no, yes, I love it. Okay. Um, Sorry, yeah, I, so, I cosplay as Robert the Bruce every year at Megacon. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you so you can name your island. You name yeah, your you switch. name your island, but then uh, so then let's just say that Alicia wants to also play. You only uh-huh. have one switch together, so she creates an account on your switch. She will actually move into your island to get to put a house on your nice. island. You're still the island master. You, you get to still make a lot of the forward-moving decisions, but then she can come on there, she can decorate, she can interact with your other islanders. Uh, so, yes, you would, everyone on the same system would share the same island. Okay. What happens if you visit my island and I'm playing? Like, real-time, we're playing our Switches at the same time. Yeah, that's. The, I think that's the only way you can visit someone's island. They have to open oh, okay. up the gate to their airport, and then you um, you fly over. So you say, I want to open up my gate to my friends, or you can even make a more selective list of just my best friends. Uh, you can also get a code that you can kind of share with whoever. It's called a dodo code. But uh, yeah, the idea is I come to your island and visit, and then we just, you, you run. It's a very simple and charming interaction. You can run around and play. You can eventually learn these little emotional uh, outbursts that your character can do. You pull up a little menu of uh, looks of surprise or looks of laughter or looks of affection. Uh, so you non-verbally communicate with each other. And then you can also type little simple text messages with each other in the game. So you can uh, communicate with uh, small bursts of text. Nintendo also has a Switch app, which is new for this game, that you can open up the Switch app and start a voice chat. So everybody on the same island can actually be in a voice chat room, which is what we did when we went to Joshua Chalk's island. We opened it up and everybody that was on his island, I think it's up to eight people, uh, were all just kind of in a room chatting with each other so you could hear them auditorially. Nice. And so, but yeah. if I'm not playing, you can't come to my island. No. Okay. No, I don't think so. No. I, I didn't know that. Uh, are there a limited number of tarantulas on Tarantula Island? Yeah, I've never been to Tarantula Island. I keep trying to find one. There's there's a bunch of uh, islands that you can randomly go to with a Nook ticket uh, that you can exploit for their local flora and fauna that you can uh, go on there and just kind of 
there's cash islands where you can find a bunch of bells, which is the currency of, of Animal Crossing, or uh, exotic uh, rare flower islands. The tarantula island is randomly generated, and it is overrun with tarantulas, and I've never been there. I will tell you this, tarantulas are terrible, and there's tricks to catching them, and it doesn't matter how tricksy I try to be, those tarantulas always bite me, and I wake up in a dazed state in my home after being with with no uh, proportionate speed strength and agility of a radioactive spider as one would hope <laughs> awesome but tarantulas will straight up attack you they are not All shy right. um how can i visit brie larson's island well <laughs> first you have to be at least 10 points cooler than you actually are in real life <sighs> dang um, it have you watched the Unicorn Room? Uh, on yes, Netflix? I did watch. I did watch the Unicorn Room. Okay, so you're one step closer. Uh, yeah, you have to be her. You have to. Have, you have to be her friend, or you have to have a dodo code that belongs to her. Dang it! Yeah, I, know. I would buy that game if I could visit Brie Larson's island. All right, somebody tag Brie Larson and let her know that Scott Higa just wants to be her Switch friend. That's it. Do you have the online? Do you pay for the online uh, package? Uh, we got our Switch at at Costco, so it came with the twelve month nice subscription so i used it a lot when i first i was playing a lot of mike tyson's punch out and yeah uh tetris it's just punch out now yeah they they got rid of mike tyson Tyson. part of it when once he started getting really uh assaulty with women a little bit but i would like to go back and play like i've never played a zelda game so i'd go back and just play zelda yeah bro yeah, and that's um, the nice thing about the online package with the Nintendo Switch is that you get yeah. a whole library of oh SNES my gosh. and NES Did games. Did you see that they're coming out with Streets of Rage 4? Or Streets of Rage 5? Like a new Streets of Rage game? Really? Can't wait, yeah. For all you awesome. Sega fans out there. Sega. Uh, and uh, why is it called Animal Crossing if everyone's a cartoon human? Not a, You're the only human. Yeah. All the, animal, everybody all the people else in the your animals? village are animals. Yeah, okay. everybody else is animals but you. Okay, I didn't know that. Uh yeah, all of your villagers are animals, and I think there's a couple hundred different villagers that you can randomly get. So when you start on your island, you have Tom Nook and then Timmy and Tommy Nook, uh, and then it's you and then two random other animals. So your animals that you start with are going to be different, most likely, huh. than the ones I start with. And uh, as you grow, your villagers grow. People become attracted to your island, and they will move there. I think right now I have ten villagers that live with me. Oh. And, um, in Do they have houses? Around the island. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Do everybody you have has to build their house. them their houses? You have to help. You have to help them get Are materials to build their houses. Is, is this your fiefdom? Do they serve you? Are you their lord? No. And a lot of times, it's it's the other way around. A lot of times, they have needs that you have to go meet. Um, but yeah, it's sort of like a Planet of the Apes thing. Like you are somehow in servitude to the various animals. But they have different kinds of animals, different kind of personalities. But it's cool because. Uh, when someone comes to visit other people's islands, they, they'll interact with you in an ongoing. So, uh, Lise Mati has visited my island. Later on, she's gone, but my animals will be like, oh, hey, cool. Did you know Lise Mati came to visit the other day? And, oh. uh, you know, and now later on, someone on my island may choose to move. They might choose to leave my island, which is, it, it happened one Would time. Would that I wound your little... pride if somebody, like, like, say I started playing and all your animals moved to the Christian nerd island? Would you be like, well, dang it. No, my pride just... is so wounded. No, because it, it, it's the no. I'm not even going to make the comment that comes to my mind. No, Scott, because Good I call. think you and I. I think I know you, what you, you want to make. You and I share a lot of the same uh, circle of of influence, so I, I would be honored. That, but that's a cool thing is they will. They might actually move to your island. Huh. 
which is kind of neat. So if Cherry, the goth dog from that moved away from my island, she may eventually move to Joshua Chalk's island. And then when she's there, she'll remember my she island. She wants to move there for the it. universal health care. <laughs> That's what it is. They, well, they better chocolate <laughs> than, than we do. Uh, so, but it's kind of neat because there, there's there's uh, an ongoing interconnection. That's been the, the case since Animal Crossing One, when okay. you couldn't even play online, you had to switch memory cards with another yeah. place, another oh, person. But yeah, animals will 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 literally cross over from one town to another, which is it, it's it's really neat. Sweet. Uh, last question: Do you consume other media while playing? You sit because it's so laid back. Like, do you listen to podcasts or watch TV while you're playing Animal Crossing because it's so low commitment? Yeah, sometimes. Uh, sometimes, right. like, we'll uh, I'll just hold the switch in my hands while we watch, you know, Game Show Network at night or whatever, and uh, we'll just because because it, it can be passive, although it, it can be pretty consuming as well. Yeah, cool. All right, those are all my Animal Crossing questions. Thank you for answering. Great. Them. Do you have any questions yeah, but, for me about Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three? Yeah, I just want to know about your favorite teams. I, I want to know who you because I still have Marvel Ultimate Alliance. I didn't. I intentionally didn't play Marvel Ultimate Alliance because I was waiting for you to get it so we could play together. And then you got it and just went ahead and tore through it without me. So yeah. So when we say tore through, and I've talked about this, I'm not. I have not progressed very far in the game itself. I think I'm only on the fourth or fifth level, so I'm not very far in the game. But you, I think you understand this. I've talked about it. I just want to level up my characters as much oh, as yeah. I can. And so in the game, it's called it's called Infinity, and they're just like little trials that you can go through. So there's all these different ones. Like there's kind of like a horde one or like try to defeat as many enemies as you can a certain amount of time or you have to defeat this many enemies, you know. And so it's, I think it's called Wave. And so I just keep replaying the waves over and over again with just random teams because I'm just trying to get my characters leveled up. First, I want to get them all to level 20. Got them to level 20, progressed in the game, just one level. Want to get them all up to level 25. Got them all up to 25. Okay, then I started playing the Dark Dimension level. And it's all right. It's fun. I'm like, okay, now I want to get everyone up to level. Because you, you get new characters. Like, I just got Doctor Strange. And nice. Doctor Strange is at level 30. And I'm like, oh, I Ooh. guess all my characters should be at level 30 by now. So then I'm like, okay, let's get all my characters up to level 30. So I just keep replaying the same trial over and over and over again. You grinding, you grinding. Yeah, I'm, is I'm what grinding you're doing. so hard, and so I I looked up I, I looked up a guide for how to grind the best, and I got to this website called Grinder. <laughs> Dude, don't it was Google. Really weird <laughs> kids do not Google how to grind the best. Uh, anyway, so uh, then I so I found the thing. It basically said use Miss Marvel because she's got a really huge area of attack, like special yeah. ability. Like she just swings her leg out and just like. She's like Miss Marvel Kamala Khan. Yeah, Kamala Khan. She's a she's a she's basically a ballerina who just swings her giant elastic leg and you just keep pressing the button over and over again. She just wrecks fools. And so I always have Miss Marvel on my team, then three other random heroes that I'm trying to level up. So Miss Marvel is level 65, and everybody what? else is, you know, 25 or 30, between 25 and 30. Uh she's <clears throat> so so yeah, so. Um, I can't say which team I really like. I mean, I like having Captain Marvel in there just because I like Captain Marvel. I always like having Wolverine because he has his healing factor. Um, but yeah, so basically Miss Marvel and anybody else that I'm trying to, to level up. Cool. Yeah, because that was a big thing for me. I played 
Marvel Ultimate Alliance one and two. I I barely played three, and uh, it was it was huge. I would pick my team and then just level the fool out of them up. Yeah. And because there's a big difference between a low level character who's yeah. useless, a high level character is a wrecking machine. Yeah. And that and, and that's uh, basically what Kamala Khan is, right? She's just a wrecking machine. She, she's, so do you pick them? Are you a Kamala Khan fan, or did you just get her because she's useful? I picked her because she's useful. I mean, I would like yeah. to go back and read her books. I've got. I don't have time, but I've got Marvel Unlimited, so I could go back. Right. I have not read as many comic books as I would like to during this quarantine. That is my one big gripe about quarantine life. I thought it'd be flying through comics. I have not read. I've read like three books. It makes me sad. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm with you. Yeah, no, I, I just try to think back to who my favorite teams were in the original mm-hmm. Ultimate Alliance and uh, who to look forward to. Uh, Miss Marvel, I was really that was what got me into Miss Marvel in the the Carol Danvers Miss Marvel was yeah. playing her in Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Oh yeah, no, like, totally. Like I was like, she oh, is who's so this? rad. She's rad. She's powerful. So yeah, that's when I started really liking Carol Danvers. Was when yeah, I played Marvel Ultimate Alliance one, and then yeah. I read her books and I'm like, oh, like she's awesome. Yeah, me too. Me too. Me too. And her and Daredevil. Uh, Daredevil is a terrible character until you level him up, and then he just he just wrecks shop. So I think uh, he's on my team right now, trying to push him level thirty. So so yeah. So I'm enjoy like enjoying it is you know i'm enjoying it quote unquote i'm grinding out experience which isn't enjoyable but it's you feel accomplished which i guess it's the curse we have as nerds right like i'm gonna do this thing that's not very much fun but i'm gonna enjoy i'm gonna enjoy the process and when it's done it's gonna be great yeah yeah did you now there's a fantastic four update for the game did you do you have to pay for it Uh, i got i got the dlc so i don't i haven't gotten them on my team yet but i've got the dlc for it is is doom playable uh, eventually, and there's like I need to look into more because there's a bunch of like, like daily stuff or quests or like time things where if you do certain things in certain levels, like certain characters become playable. Like one was defeat this amount of enemies during one they're during the Sandman fight, and Electra becomes un- unlockable. And so I did that, and now I have Electra on my team. So I gotta nice. I gotta look more into those a little bit to see because I haven't been doing those as well. But that's the, yeah, like, that's, there, that's, there's a lot of depth to the to game that I'm unaware of because I haven't read up on it and I've just been grinding it out trying to you know get everyone to level 100 eventually yeah as one would so do you, are there villains that you can put on your team um like kind of like the anti-heroes right now like venom you can get magneto um like i don't have him playable but just ones like that gotcha that are, yeah, d- i remember the, originally they didn't have it and then they really re-released it where you could download uh, and play as i think dr doom yeah venom uh maybe juggernaut yeah. Uh, yeah, and um, Sabretooth, I think. And Oh, anyway. Sabretooth. Victor Creed. Yeah. Victor Creed. So those are the video games that we're playing. If you have any questions for us, let us know. I mean, I, ans- I asked all the Animal Crossing questions that I have. I feel like I'm much more versed on the Animal Crossing life that everybody is inhabiting. <laughs> I mean, basically, it's you and John Lee. I just keep asking all these questions because I want it. And because I just, like, Brie Larson posts about it on her story all the time. And I'm like, I want to be on Brie Larson's island and be her Animal Crossing friend. I feel like that second part of that sentence was just unnecessary. I feel like you just want to be on Brie Larson's Island. <laughs> Wherever Brie Larson's at, I want to, I want to be that's there. Right. That's, that's, that's where I want to be. Even in the unicorn room. Even in the unicorn room. So, uh, yeah. Let's know. And, and if, you have, if, if you have more insights into Animal Crossing or Marvel of the Lions, please share them with us. That will improve our experience and we will be better at the video game. And if you want to be our Switch friends, let us know, too. We, we'll, we'll play with you. I'll come visit your island. I won't because I don't have the game. And I don't know I how have to, oranges. So I if you have a different fruit, you can come sell them on my island. That, I don't know what that means. And I don't know how to play co-op over the internet with 
Marvel Ultimate Alliance. So if you know how to do that, please let me know. <laughs> let's figure it out together. Together. All right, let's have some Bible study. Bible study. In Bible study, we like to study the Bible because we're pastors and it's what we do. And so sometimes we'll, I don't know, I'll pick a passage or Tony will pick a passage. And uh, in light of this quarantine life, and I think I've experienced, Tony, that like when it first started, I was really excited to be like, yeah, like, let's stay home. Let's take care of our neighbors. Like, let's do these things altruistically and care for our communities. I was like really on board with that. And week seven, I'm like, screw all of you guys. I just want (laughs) to go outside without a mask and send my daughter someplace else so I can take a nap. You know, like there's sort of that that feeling of, all right, this has been long enough. You wear glasses. Do you get the foggy glasses from wearing a mask? I don't wear glasses when I'm wearing a mask. I, I have okay. my contacts in. So my wife does, though, and she doesn't like it that much. So I, so I've been feeling I don't know if you've been feeling that way, too, Tony, if you're just like, no, it's great. I love this life that we're living right now. I miss Target. I go to Target I sometimes. I do, but too. But I used to go to Target a lot more. I, yeah, that's true. What's going on at Target? I don't know. Let's go check it out. I miss being able to freely buy toilet paper. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, or wondering, like, do I have enough? Like, they have some right now. Should I buy this? It's not the brand that I like, but do I need to buy it right now? Just I mean, if I fold the piece of one-ply over itself enough, I mean, does it make? (laughs) The answer is no. You can One-ply toilet paper is like a paradox. You can fold it over as many times. It's still always (laughs) one-ply. It's it's smaller on the inside. That's what it is, man, every time. Yeah, or or you think, well, if if I don't use this toilet paper for toilet paper duties, then at least I can use it to sand down the walls in my bedroom when I want to <laughs> exactly. repaint. I don't mind having extra toilet paper because I'm not stingy with it. If I find someone who needs toilet paper, I will share. Oh yeah. Um, no, so I, Some, so I feel somebody like I, I'm, a, I'm a benevolent despot. Somebody bought us a giant pack of a brand we don't want to use, but it was nice to have just in case. But then I found the brand that we do use. And so nice. then I took that giant pack that we had and, and we started last week, just kind of a collection stuff at church to start, you know, sharing stuff at, our church with people who need it. So I just brought that giant pack of toilet paper and brought it to church said, here, bless somebody's booty with this. I love these. I know this has nothing to do with Bible time, but I love these little restaurants that are kind of opening that they're doing like little pop-up stores inside. There's a Greek restaurant that just opened up and they have these uh, cardboard signs outside. I mean, just every surface of their front window says we have toilet paper, a dollar roll. We have, uh, I mean, all these different things. We have ground beef. We have this, we have this. It's like, you're just a little supermarket now just selling all of your various stocks and sundries and get some tzatziki while you're at it. And and while you're in there, go ahead and grab yourself. Uh, yeah, I love Greek uh, food. Uh, <clears throat> Spirogyra. Anyway, so I've 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 been feeling that a little bit. So I thought that our, our passage today would spoke to that, and then maybe can offer you guys some encouragement listening out there. It's from Galatians chapter six, verses eight through ten. Yeah, it says, "Whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit, from the spirit will reap eternal life." Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of believers. Yeah, rock and roll, man. That's and, and that's a great verse. As I read that verse and 
really it's verse nine, which was speaking to me. Let us not become weary in doing good for the proper time where we harvest. As I'm reading that and being encouraged, then I look at the ad below it on Bible Gateway, and it's a bunch of face masks. <laughs> <laughs> Don't become weary in doing good, but you need to do good six feet away, please. Let me, here, I'll thank put my you. mask on for you, Tony. Dude, there you definitely, you look like a Cobra henchman. I do right look now. like a Cobra. My wife made these awesome masks out of my black t-shirts, and I look like I'm in Cobra. Absolutely, awesome. you do. I feel like I feel like I'm in danger right now. Like I need to fight for freedom wherever Crashing there's trouble. Crashing through the night comes a fearful Kai Cobra. Cobra. Cobra! <laughs> oh yeah. How uh, does this Jack- verse encourage you, Tony? So the the obvious thing for for me, and I think I don't know. I feel like I've gone to this so many times during the past couple weeks. Mm. When especially when you're just burning the candle at both ends, and you're like, don't be weary in doing good. But but in looking this, I challenge myself because you didn't just throw out six nine; you threw out six eight through ten. Yeah, and and I, I so I, I looked at it in a different way, and it was encouraging to me because whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit, from the spirit will reap eternal life. And again, please forgive me for being a walking cliche, but I'm going to go back to Animal Crossing. See, I can plant. Uh, it, it's like Earth Day right now in Animal Crossing. They're doing this like nature campaign. So I bought these little starters so I could plant some hedges in my village on my island. And I, I planted them and a little little sprout of a leaf was, was up the next day. It was a, a larger little cluster. I came back this morning and I've got some little hedges forming and they're going to continue to develop. And it's encouraging that every day I check into this, this game, I see a little bit more growth. And I took the time to plant those things and now I'm seeing the evidence of the growth in that. But not to uh, aggrandize this video game experience, I've spent hours at last, last I looked, it was like 110 hours playing animal crossing since this game came out uh, a little over a month ago. That's days. That's, that is days. That is all, you know, nearly five days. Yeah. Actual 24 hour days playing this game and planting fruit trees and planting hedges and planting (laughs) flowers and watching these things grow. And I I had to feel convicted when I looked at this verse of how much time have I spent sowing in the spirit, sowing into encouraging other people, sowing into blessing other people, sowing into speaking God's word. Uh, If if I haven't spent at least that, that many hours that I have an Animal Crossing doing that and sowing into that, uh, boy, how convicted am I that I'm going to have to stand before God one day and account for those five days that I spent <laughs> sowing to the flesh, the digital flesh, perhaps, and and not reaping anything as opposed to sowing in the spirit using this time. So there, there's a little bit of a conviction that we can see things grow and we can see things work. But but boy, how much more valuable is it to to not grow weary and doing good and, and out of the frustration, Scotty, of of the times that we have to spend editing videos and posting things, uploading things and typing and that, 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 that. And it's so discouraging. It doesn't have the exhilaration or the thrill of speaking to a room full of people and getting that immediate emotional feedback from the crowds of people. Uh, the fact that we can even edit a video means that we are purveyors of God's word, that we are carriers of God's word, that we get the honor of bearing the torch in the darkness of God's word, even if it's something that nobody ever sees us do, even if somebody watches a service that lasts 45 minutes and doesn't realize it took you four to five hours of editing to make that happen. Um, 
that is sowing into the spirit. That is sowing into good, and we shouldn't grow weary in doing that. So, uh, although there's a lot of TV to stream and and shows to binge and comics to read or video games to play, uh, make sure that we balance that out with sowing into spiritual things so that we don't just reap destruction or emptiness or futility. Yeah, I think that. Thank yeah, you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> when when I when I thought about this, I thought about verse nine, and, and it really was verse eight that was speaking to me um, because I. Like, I think that, I don't know if this is convicting or encouraging, probably a little bit of both. Is Maybe a little of both, double, right? It's a double-edged sword. Um, just, like, don't weary in doing good. And I'm thinking, okay, like, don't weary, like, all the things you were talking about. Like, 30-second yeah. video for this weekend service took me an hour to produce. It's like, right. that's a horrible ratio. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, don't weary. I'm like, okay, I'm like, don't weary in doing this good. Don't weary in doing this good. Okay, like I'm gonna I'm gonna keep pressing forward. I'm gonna put my head down and do all this work that I have to do, and then I look at verse eight, like whoever sows to please their flesh from flesh will be protection. Whoever sows to please the spirit from spirit will be eternal life. And this has been really challenging and convicting. He's like, okay, I'm doing all this good work, but I'm am, am I actually sowing to please the spirit? Am I doing the things in my life that actually keep me connected to God? And I talked about this last week on my show. Like, am I am I am I just doing stuff for God, or am I actually being present with God? And, yeah. and that's the the challenging that I'm doing all this good stuff, but I'm doing it from a place of like, okay, I've got to get my work done. I've got to not mm. get fired. I got to keep getting paid Yeah. versus sitting at the feet of Jesus, allowing him to fill my cup, allowing him to calm my soul, allowing him mm -hmm. to remind me that he is my provision. He will take care of me that I don't have to invest all this time and effort and energy into work to please my boss. Who's not asking me to do these things to please him. But in my brain, I think he is. So yeah, so I'm I'm doing good, but I'm but even though I'm doing good, I'm not actually sowing the things of the spirit. It's which, a Mary and Martha thing, right? Oh, absolutely. Oh my gosh, I am I am a Martha man. Like <laughs> Martha, 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 Martha. Uh, <laughs> and so I think that's if you've listened to my show at all, that's been the struggle of my life. Uh, yeah. And this season hasn't made that any easier. Or any better. And so I wonder if the weariness I feel in doing all the good, because it's not like I'm slinging crack to kindergartners. I'm doing the literal Lord's work vocationally. I wonder if my weariness in doing these good things is attached to my inability to really do those things that, to sow those things that please the spirit. Prayer, mm -hmm. time in God's word, rest, taking a nap. Instead of just feeling like, oh, no, I've got to stay up till two o'clock again because I need to do more good. Because I need Miss Marvel things... to be at level 30. Yeah, exactly. Instead of doing the good things for my soul that, that God would have me do. Do you feel like not having the emotional feedback, um, I'll, I'll say the ego stroking, and I don't mean it in a negative way because yeah, yeah. I don't think it's always a negative thing. But, but getting that affirmation from people that we're used to in church of, oh, you did such a good job, or I really enjoyed this, or those kind of moments, like the absence of that, do you feel like that runs your engine a little dry? I feel like there's a general absence of that anyway in what we do, um, mm -hmm. in what I do at least. I don't know that, yeah. you know, you give a sermon and the same five people who tell, who say you did a good job, they tell you you did a good job. You know, for for the same five people, it's the best sermon you've ever given. Every time you preach a sermon, you know, <laughs> and you keep those five people around you all the time because they are they <laughs> are money, kid. 
Yeah. So, so I would say probably not, but I've noticed, and I, and I talked about this on, on my show on Friday that just those, those little glimpses of encouragement that I have gotten from unexpected places have fed my soul more. Like, like I talked about on, on my show on Friday that the family that I used to go on mission trips with to their house in Mexico, the pastor church, they FaceTime called me their entire family. And we chatted for 10 minutes in Spanish and English and then the pastor's wife prayed for me and I was crying because That's it was awesome. the most, I'm, I'm about to cry right now. Like it was the most, like I needed that encouragement right then and God gave it to me. And, 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 and you know, and you talk about the five people that always tell you, that, oh, you're so great. You're so wonderful. All these things. When it comes from an unexpected, unlikely and yeah. unpredictable place, don't you feel like it's a little bit more like God oh, sent? Oh yeah, ab- absolutely. Yeah. Um, I was having a conversation with our youth pastor last week. I, I was going to share this on Friday, but I didn't. Um, but just... You know, we were, we were helping a friend move and we we're just, you know, driving around just him and me in his truck. And he's like, man, like, like just the fact he said, like, I know you've been working so hard, like just somebody acknowledging that somebody else is like, I know it because I know how much I'm working. My wife sees it because she knows how much time I'm not spending with her and the kids. But to have somebody I work with acknowledge, hey, man, I know you're working so hard like that. That was, you know, water yeah. to my dry parched soul. So yeah. that, that's kind of what I said on Friday, like on my show, like. Like you can be that, but you can be the unexpected encouragement for somebody that, mm-hmm. that they need. And so that is exactly right. That's why I, I love, first off, I'm a, I'm a listener. Yeah. You know, I've said it I feel like a yeah, couple yeah. times in this conversation. I'm, I listen to your show and I'm encouraged by your show. I'm encor- encouraged by your vulnerability and your transparency, but it's true because you kind of are for me kind of a representation of that idea of what you're going through right now is common among the brethren. So I yeah. appreciate hearing it. I appreciate the things that you share. I think a lot of other people do too. And uh, so, so this is all good. And when you, the thing is, I can hear these stories that you say mm-hmm. and I can hear about, Oh, well, isn't it cool when these things happen, yeah. but you have the same potential and capability. Absolutely. We to be that for somebody else, especially now, because, okay, so we have, uh, 2012 was the worst year that, that I had in my ministry. Uh, I was a youth pastor, and we had phenomenal involvement. I mean, the youth group was probably bigger than it had ever been. Uh, we had students just coming in and inviting their friends, and it was just exactly what you wanted to have happen as a youth pastor. You wanted to have all these kids. They were coming in. They were talented. They were cool kids. I'd never had a cool youth group before. We always kind of had the, the youth group that was the Goonies of youth ministry. We didn't have the jocks. We didn't have the – we had band kids. You know, We had nerds. We had kids, you know, whatever, the, the, the sort of lovable losers. And this year we had the kids that had like the big parties at their house and they were uh, just really cool, innovative, dynamic, talented kids. We had a full youth band. We had all these different things. And um, it just, you, you sit back and you're like, man, look at this great group. And then they graduated. The class of 2012 graduated and every mm. single one of them, I kid you not, every single one of them abandoned ship. Mm. They just not only left the church, but left the Lord. It was just uh, like one by one by one, watched them all get picked off like they were camp counselors at Crystal Lake. It was just a mess. <laughs> <laughs> but man, you know, God put some of them on my heart the other day. And I started just making a couple texts, making a couple calls. And the thing is, although these kids have been gone now for eight years, it's a long time. Yeah. And and we don't have that commonality. We don't have that, I see you every week. You talk to them and there's that sort of like, uh, uh, somebody I used to know feel. Um, I can call somebody now and say, hey, how are you? Do you have everything you need? Is there anything I can mm-hmm. do for you? Because we are literally all going through this yeah. big crisis situation together. Hey, I was just thinking together. about you. Like, that's not even, like, out of the blue anymore. 
Right. And it means something now. And people that might have been shut off to that conversation before are now suddenly receptive to it. So the idea of as much as an encouragement can mean to you right now, how much more maybe to someone else who doesn't have that can can your encouragement mean? So be a salve, be a, a blessing, be a balm to someone who might be going through a really tough time and doesn't have that community, doesn't have that that sense of support that maybe we in the church do. Um, you, you might be able to speak more life than you realize your words can give. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's probably just the encouraging thing I think for people listening is this that like you can, you can do this, that you, you may be out, you may out there listening. Like I'm not, I'm not weary and doing good. Like life's good. I'm enjoying my quarantine life. Like I've, I've got some friends. I, I talk about yeah. them a lot because it's Janice, the, the woman who, rallied the troops to get me my captain marvel hot toy like i i've talked to her and she and her husband are both teachers and their kids are a lot of their kids are school age and like they're just loving this season like it's hey, a great Janice, opportunity he really wants the second captain marvel hot toy now the one from endgame no just saying, Janice, i don't i don't we'll put I a link in the text, show notes i literally texted her and said do not buy me this <laughs> hey janice i really want the second captain marvel <laughs> Um, so just, you know, like, so like they're really enjoying this season right now. Like, so like a lot of people like, you know, so like if you're in that season, like, and she's been a great encouragement to me. So she's yeah. doing, she's already doing that. She's being an encouragement to people from, from her mm-hmm. place of overflowing because God's been so gracious and God's been so good during this season. She's blessing me. She's encouraging me. She's encouraging my wife. So if you're in that place, man, like, like overflow, be that light shining on a hill, like call. And, and I promise this isn't Tony and me saying, please text us and tweet us and give us encouragement because we're succubus and we need it. Like, that's not what this is at all. But somebody who, you know, in real life, (laughs) yeah, like encourage them, reach out, send a text, send a call, send a card. Like the postal service is still going like do it, man or woman, like encourage somebody. So and that's verse ten here. That's that's yeah, Galatians six exactly. ten, man. As you have opportunity, do good to all people, especially to those who belong in the family of believers. Hey, we we did this the other day. I, there's there was a campaign that Podchaser was doing to kind of help yeah. raise money to people uh, for people affected by COVID to raise, I think, food or whatever. And they had a thing where if you went and left a review on uh, somebody's podcast page, they would donate twenty five cents. If that podcast responded to it, they would donate another twenty five or fifty cents or something like that. And I, I saw it and I posted it. And it was really cool to see all of these Christian podcasts, these Christian nerdy podcasts that are sort of in our yeah. bubble. Even some of them that that we did, I didn't really have interaction with, maybe you did, sharing and, and commenting and encouraging each other and writing great encouragement and feedback. Listeners that were coming in, it means a lot to someone who spends a lot of time preparing and posting and uh, promoting a podcast. Yeah. There was a lot of alliteration in that sentence. Uh, <laughs> to hear those good comments, we're glad. If you enjoy it, that's awesome. And Scott will say, we don't really need you to do this to stroke our ego. But you do, you don't know how, how much an encouraging word can be. Yeah. Uh, Scott and I have each other, but some some of these guys don't have anybody. So be there for them, man. They put that the time in, they put the effort in, and, and help them out. We really are a family, and we do need each other. Yeah, uh, and you can still do that. Search for the Christian Nerd on Podchaser. Search for Nerd of Godcast on Podchaser. Search for Infinity Bros or City on a Hill Gaming or Geek First Four One One. For yeah, all of them. They're all out there. All of them. Yeah, uh, because we're all we're all in this together. A, a little encouragement goes a long way. Especially if you go to Patreon.com/slash/the Christian Nerd. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I had to ruin your moment. 
No, um, that's okay. Go to patreon.com nah, slash the Christian nerd no. and support the Christian nerd podcast. Scott does more than, than you guys realize in, in for, for community, man. He's created a, a great platform for people to interact with each other. I've never been part of the octagon, Scotty. I've, I've not done it. It's all right. We just hang out and mostly it's just Neff telling us why we should like green lantern more. Listen, and I appreciate the, the, <laughs> the, the downplaying of it, but I know that that's a place, man, where people have come and they've opened up with their needs and their prayer requests. And uh, that's a real sense of support and community. That's why we do this show, man. We don't just do it because we yeah. like the sound of our own voices. Well, um, I know that you the like the sound reason. of my voice. But <laughs> no, man, we, we do this to be a help to people. And, and when you can see people connecting through the, the Octagon or, or through the Nerd of God Squad page or, or, or whatever. I'm just talking about our shows. Yeah. But there's other communities. There's other connection points from other shows like ours. Uh, man, man, get connected to people. And not just for you, but because you never know. Someone might need you. Someone might need what you have to offer. Don't yeah. grow weary in well-doing. Be there for someone else. You bring a blessing. You bring the anointing. You bring the presence of God. And that uh, helps us not here. grow weary. When we when we bring encouragement, it encourages us to keep doing good. I think that, yeah. you know, I've never reached out to somebody to be an encouragement. It was like, man, that was a waste of time. Like, it, it spurs me on, you know, <laughs> like your Hebrew says, to more love and good deeds. And especially during the season when we, when we can't meet together, like we need to find other ways, ways of encouraging people. And I know for, for me and Tony, like that's the heart of why we do our shows. It's like he said, it's not because we like the sound of our voice or because we want to be famous or we want to make a bunch of money. Like those things haven't happened and won't happen. But the fact that we can encourage whoa, whoa, people. Whoa, 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 man. Hold on. Hold on. Don't say that won't happen. I'm, let's speak a little, little, little faith here, man. All right. I'll Tony's take the fame or the fortune or both. And fortune through the nerd of God squad. And I will, I will firmly attach myself to his coattails and yes, by, like, by all means, you got it on the, you got it on the ground floor, my friend. So you're good to go. And now introducing the newest member of our crew, Scott Higa, <laughs> no Christian nerd, just Scott. Higa. just, Hey guys, I'm here for the show. That's it. Whatever happens with our shows, God is in charge of that, but we know that for we sure. can control being an encouragement to others, which is why we do it. Um, hey, okay, Scott. Let's let's. I'm just gonna put the cards on the table here, man. Now that we're in the second hour of this show, <laughs> let let's be let's be real, because I, I want to talk about discouragement. This may not be the time. So if the, if you need to hard cut this this moment out, this would be the moment. All right. I'll but, just play that music that you play when like yeah, just the awkward bathroom. intermission music. <laughs> Uh, there was a, I don't even know what they are, a a YouTube channel or a blog or some, some such nonsense that did a, uh, a poll on their Facebook page of now vote here for your favorite. It's like a bracket system for your favorite Christian nerdy podcast. And, uh, they did not include America's favorite Christian nerdy podcast or it's best friend, and I'll leave it up to you to decide which of <laughs> which is which. Uh, they didn't include the Nerd of God cast. They didn't include the Christian Nerd, which I think that we're sort of godfathers of this of this platform, if if not from being there early in the game, uh, maybe from a quality standpoint. I'm biased, but what the crap? It's our show. We can say what we want. We can. And we won't but disparage being... anybody who was on that list. No, no, no. Oh, no, cer- <laughs> certainly not. Um, well, there's one, but I won't mention their name. <laughs> But I was going uh, through our old text messages. I was trying to find something, <laughs> and then I saw that conversation, and it made me laugh so hard. Scott likes it when I go dark side. That's that's his favorite thing. <laughs> but it's like finally it, somebody's joining me there. 
But I'm going to be honest, dude, like when that happened, like at first I kind of created a glib, snarky response, but feel like, dude, that made me feel really left out. That made me feel like, well, why are we even doing this? Mm. If we can't, if we're like, if we some can't kind of crack secret... random Facebook groups list yeah. of the top Christian nerdy podcasts. And I'm sure it was 100% pride. I'm sure it was just coming from a total place of arrogance. Oh, I thought but, you'd uh, like theirs was 100% pride and arrogance. So no, we could feel better no. about not being included. No, I would I don't blame them. If they don't know who we are, that, that is what it is. But my response to that, legitimately, I'm going to have my Christian nerd melted Neapolitan moment here. Um, my, my response to that was feeling very discouraged and very frustrated and very like, well, why are we even doing this? Like, is this worth the time, the effort, the money, the, the energy, the emotional investment in continuing to do this? Like, uh, if, if people don't know or people don't care that we're here. And and again, I'm uh, immediately discard, discarding the tremendous interaction, tremendous encouragement, tremendous community that we've gotten to experience through what we do do uh, just by being overlooked by one. But just you, you just never know how much it means to be uh, encouraged, to how much it means, like how much a, a kind answer uh, can land right in someone's life because you just don't know when someone's going through one of those moments of vulnerability, when someone's going through one of those moments even of of kind of ego or, or flesh or doubt or discouragement, um, just how much you being there and being you can go a long way to say, no, what you're doing is producing fruit. What you're doing is landing. What yeah. you're doing is making an impact. And again, that might be complete vanity speaking, but it's my vanity and I, so you can I, I appreciate it. Having a place to be vulnerable yeah. in front of all of my internet friends. Yeah, no, I, that 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 did not. I, I was more amused by it. I just googled Christian nerd. Literally, I'm every result on that page except for like two, like the first. So if you're trying to find Christian nerdy podcasts, like you know, uh, I think yeah, you landed you landed the sweet spot when it came to searchable names. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I we've talked about. It. I've been in the game is probably longer or as long as everybody else. Other than one other podcast that we're not mentioning names, so I won't mention it. But basically, you know, I've been at this longer than anybody. But I, I wasn't discouraged by that because of what you said. Because I think through, yeah, uh, some random Facebook group that I'd never heard of. So why should they have heard of me? Didn't put me on Because we're their, the best. We're the, we're, that's no, true. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Didn't I'm kidding. put I'm me kidding. on it. So, But then I thought, yeah, but I've also, uh, I met uh, Vilko, who lives in Namibia. I've met him in real life because of my blog, my podcast, my friend Jeremy, who wrote the Lego Shazam movie. Uh, I've known him through my podcast. Uh, I think about all our favorite Canadians, Carrie, Shanine, Joshua, like, you know, Sarah uh, sent me an invitation to her wedding. I'm looking at it right now. Somebody I've never met, but listened to my podcast and we interact in the Octagon and social media, like invited me to her wedding. Yeah. Like that is, un- so, so those are all the things that, that I, that I think about, I think about, you know, the, the patrons I have that support what I do finance. Like that's nuts. It's a huge deal. It's a huge deal. So that I can buy comic books and now toilet paper during this, you know, coronavirus season. Like, (laughs) so yeah, so I, I tend to, to land on that side, um, because it's, it's all, all every, you know, like it's the relationships that matter to me. Like, like that's all that matters out of everything in life. And so I don't, need to be famous or rich because of my podcast because I've made friends like real life friends that even if I never see them face to face, you know, when we're together in the new heaven and the new earth, like, Oh, Holy crap. Like Carrie, Wright, 
Like we never hung out in real life. Like we Skyped a couple times and we played one session of Dungeons Dragons at one time. <laughs> but man, like we get to spend an eternity together. So yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. And and it is worth it. It is worth it. Um, I'm appreciative for you. If it wasn't for this little podcast thing, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't have one of my, my best friends who I've never, uh, never met in real life. And we were planning on meeting this summer, but this freaking virus is screwing up our plans. Come on. Yeah. I mean, not this summer. I mean, like we're talking in a couple weeks here, man. We were supposed to have a a Vegas get together. I know. And Vegas has shut the crap down. So that's, they are indeed. So hopefully uh, Disney World opens up next January because that that might be our next window of engagement face to face. Looking forward to it. I'm going to spend our entire vacation just recording podcasts with you. It'll be awesome. Not not. No, you will not. <laughs> at least one or two. At least. Yeah, at least the one. If, hopefully we'll you'll be back to recording live. So I will be there on a Tuesday night and I can record a live in person episode. That'll be great. I would look forward to it. So, yeah. So encourage somebody. That's basically what we're saying. And don't encourage us, your two favorite podcast hosts. Encourage somebody else who who needs it. Encourage another podcast host who doesn't have a Tony or a Scott in their life. Encourage somebody you know. Call somebody you haven't talked to. Just do it. And you can be the you can be that that fuel that keeps somebody going. By fuel encouraging up. them. Be, be an encouragement. Be an encouragement. Uh, that's it, because we've talked for a long time. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I need a nap. <laughs> it's lunchtime for you, man. Yeah, it is. Ready to go. I, I got a I got a Costco trip in my future here. Woohoo. Go buy yourself a couch, man. Yeah, I would have talked about that on my regular show, but I'll just say my daughter peed all over our couch, and so we've had an old couch as it is, and we've sort of been thinking about getting a new one. But that pee might be the that, that pee soaked straw might be the one to break the camel's back. And say you can't just, you know, clean it down and flip the cushions, but you know, whatever. You you do you. It's soaked through. Like it was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> she she drank a child size for punch burger and then peed everywhere <laughs> she peed everywhere and then didn't calm down till 11 o'clock at night it was crazy <laughs> have you heard they're doing a coronavirus themed episode of parks and rec i have and I'm i couldn't be more excited excited about that hey tony thank you so much for joining this episode of the christian Nerd of godcast and i want to thank myself as well because it's a joint effort thanks scott where can people find you and hang out with you on the internet tony I would love nothing more than if they would come see me at It's Me Tony T on Twitter or the Nerd of God, uh, at Nerd of Godcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, hang out with us on our Nerd of God Squad small group on Facebook and uh, nerdofgodcast.com. We're not How friends. About you? Are, are we friends yet on the Switch? Uh, no, we're not. I will. I will rectify that. That's why I asked if you were like even online because I, I felt like you were ducking me. <clears throat> no, not. I'm not. I'll, I'll rectify that. Uh, you can uh, find me on the internet at the Christian Nerd, the original Christian nerdy website slash the, the most Googleable, the most Christian Googleable. nerd. Yo, Liz Lemon, you mind if I Google myself in your office? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find me at thechristiannerd.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Scott Heger at Christian underscore Nerd, and the aforementioned Octagon is available for your. Uh, conversations and prayer requests. So if you want to get into that, just shoot me an email, Scott at the com, And you can interact with Nefery in there and tell him why Green Lantern is the greatest thing since salvation. Yeah. Which is what he believes. Especially Guy Gardner. That's his favorite. Is it? Yeah. He's the worst. <laughs> Nefer Guy Gardner. 
depends yeah. on the day. Depends on the day. All right. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, check out our shows, Nerd of Godcast and The Christian Nerd. I think that's it. And leave us a review on Podchaser or yeah, wherever you listen to find podcasts. Or wherever you find podcasts. Uh, and I think I'm going to be on the uh, Nerd of God Daily sometime this week. Probably talking oh, about grinding roll. it out on Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Fantastic. Just just keep in mind, he's only committed to giving his B-level material for that. Well, he's I already gave the, that A-level material right this on this crossover that's, episode. That's what I'm so saying. Now I'll, I'll plagiarize myself for your daily podcast. <laughs> A is for Patreon sponsors. <laughs> hey, uh, goodbye, Tony. Hey, goodbye, Scotty. Goodbye, Internet.